from the book of Jude. The book of Jude. find it. Amen. Those who don't go to Bible study, it's as Jude and then there's Revelation. If you don't know where Revelation is, I'll see you Wednesday. Refresh us. Because God's mercies are new every morning. Continues to show you stuff. There's only one chapter, so I want to look at, beginning with verse 20. These are the words that you'll find. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, if some have compassion, making a difference and others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment spotted by the flesh now under him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. Amen. I want, just for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about a call to perseverance. A call to perseverance and I, I believe that today the words that Jude wrote back then is still a word to the church of God right now. And that message and that word that Jude has for you and I right now is to persevere. Let me say it another way. Hang in there. Let me say it another way. Keep on keeping on. And I believe that, that that word, that word is the word that Jesus would have me stand and say to his people to encourage them not to throw up their hands, but to keep moving on up the king's highway. This came the other day in my personal time of study ran across this 
text. And well, I ran across really another text that brought me to this text. And I realized that this became, although it was written so long ago, that it is a rhema word. It is a right now word. A word for you and I right now. Follow me. At the time of this writing, the church had been under siege. And you need to understand that the church from its very beginning has always been under siege by forces of evil. But now Jude, in his writing to the church to warn them, he's writing to warn them that the same forces that had been attacking the church from the outside were now threatening from the inside. As a matter of fact, the word that he used was that not only now is the church being attacked from the outside, but the word he used is that they have crept in. They have crept in to the inside. So that now the church is both under attack, not only just from the outside, but there are some jokers up in the church who are attacking with the same fervor that folk who are on the outside. Brothers and sisters, I believe that's where I connected with Jude. I believe that's where I connected with him this morning because never before have I seen the church of God infiltrated by such vile foolishness as I do right now. And as I think of, as I, as I talk, as I, as I talk, I want, I want you to get your mind as we bring this message. I want you to look beyond just Salem. You do know the church is bigger than Salem. Salem is just one branch of it. But I want you to think about the body of Christ as a whole. Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, the church is under attack. It's been done in such a smooth way until if you're not a Bible reader, if you don't stay on your knees, if you don't keep your eyes open, you won't even realize that the attack is going on. The very core of what Jesus has left us to do is being challenged. Came clear the other day, as I was telling you in my own Bible study, my personal study, and every once in a while, I'll do an evaluation of myself. And you ought to do that sometimes. Every once in a while, y'all just steal away and evaluate yourself. See how far off the mark or how close to the mark you are, and my desire is to be about the Father's business. My desire is to live up to his standard. And so I was reading the other day his standard, and, and I went over to Matthew 25, and there's a little test that I always give myself just to sort of see where we are. And just, you know, uh, Matthew 25, it talks about I was hungry and I was thirsty and I was a stranger. And it gives us six things that we ought to look at because this is what's going to be asked in the day of judgment, I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was a stranger, I was naked, and I was sick, and I was in prison. So, so I, I was sitting there looking at these major things that Jesus said for the church, the things that he left for us to do. And I, I, I want you, and as I was doing that, I began to contemplate and began to think about the battles that we are fighting as a nation right now. And it came crystal clear to me. It came crystal clear to me. Watch this. Watch this. 
people who work full-time jobs and still are not able to feed their families. I was hungry and you didn't feed me. The pollution of a complete water system in Flint, Michigan, and to this point, nobody, and it still has not been corrected. People can't get drinking water. I was thirsty. And you didn't give me drink. People allowed, not, not, not even allowed to come into the borders of this nation. People who, who, who are being threatened, their lives are in danger and can't even come here for refuge. I was a stranger. And you didn't take me in. Cuts to Medicare, cuts to Medicaid. Philosophy in our government right now is that poor folk got too much and rich folk don't have enough. I was naked. And you didn't clothe me. There's a question on the table in, in, in legislature now as to whether health care is a right or a privilege. I was sick. Are y'all seeing this? I was sick and, and you didn't come to see about me. There's a revamping of the prison system. Trying to open up more prisons and privatize so people can make money. I was in prison. Are y'all following me? Right out of the word of God. But here in this text, Jews' concern is that this is just not the thinking of folk who are outside the church. There are those who call themselves children of God, go to church every Sunday, who fall into this same vile kind of thinking. Yeah, they, 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 are, they are saved, uh, yeah, and, and, but they fall into the same rank of folk who don't even know the Lord. It's concern, the Jews' concern is that the same kind of thinking that used to be outside of the church has crept, has crept up into the church. Watch the news, and you will see those who, that, who profess to be Christians who are driving forces in this movement of hate and corruption. But here we have Jude, one of the half-brothers of Jesus, although he would never refer to himself. He referred to himself as a bond servant. As a matter of fact, Jude and the other brothers of Jesus, they had nothing to do with his ministry. They didn't even believe in him until he come up out of that grave. <laughs> I guess that's something about coming up out of a grave. And then they got on board with him. But when he got up out of the grave, now his brothers, including Jude, they are now with him. According to Acts 13, Jude was there. He was there among the crowd in the upper room waiting on the arrival of the Holy Spirit. Jude was there. Jude saw the beginning of the church. He saw Peter preach one day and 3,000 souls come into the body of Christ. He saw souls being added to the church daily. Jude witnessed every bit of this. So Jude watched the acts of the apostle. He saw it with his own eyes. But by the time he's writing this, the church has taken a turn. No longer are people flocking to the church. 
But he's watched it long enough to see people walking away from the church. He's watched it long enough to see the church taking a different turn. He's watched the acts of the apostle. Now he's watching the acts of the apostates. What is apostate? The apostate of those are people who have left their faith. They walk away from their faith because of, and they did it because of false teachings. They, they began to walk away from the body of Christ, walk away from the church. He says there was a great falling away. Church in that day, Jude says, seems to be at a, a breaking point. Looks like things are falling apart. But Jude made it up in his mind that he was going to be one who would fight to keep faith alive. And that's what this letter is all about. He wrote this letter to the church. Listen to who he's writing to. Look at verse 1. He said, to those who are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. You haven't picked up on it yet? That's us. Anybody in here been sanctified? Anybody in here know that you've been preserved? Preserved in Jesus Christ. The only reason why we're here is because he has preserved our life. Listen at how he starts his letter. Listen at this letter he's writing. Judah Bond servant. And then he, he, he goes on to get into the meat of the letter. Now his name is Jude. And let me just share that. That, 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 is a, that, that name Jude is derived from the name Judah. Judah means praise. And the truth of the matter is, he's writing, and when he starts his letter, read it when you get home. He says, I, I'm anxious to praise God. I, I really want to praise God. I really would love to write you a letter, a shouting letter. But the Spirit of God changed my mind and led me, Jude said, to write about this battle that we're in right now. I would love to be able to shout you. I'd love to be able to make you feel good. But I, I, yeah, 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 the Spirit of God is leading me to warn you about the battle that we are facing right now. He said, the reason why I'm doing this, the reason I, we, we ain't going to shout in this letter. The reason why I, 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 I'm not going to try to get you all up and shouting in this letter is because I know what's needful to the church. Look at verse 3. He said, because it's needful for the church. I, so I've got to admit, and, and I, I have to admit, I have to admit that I, I feel Jude. It, I, 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 I'd much rather spend my time encouraging the saints to shout. I'd much rather spend my time, yeah, 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 in the church. I'd rather spend my time, yeah, leading us in worship and waving our hands. I, I'd much rather do that. But my brothers and my sisters, uh, yeah, every now and then we've got to be reminded that we are on a battleground and not on a playground. Every now and then we, we have to accept the reality of the fact that we are on the battlefield for the Lord. And, and sometimes. You have to get real about this warfare that we are in. Really like the righteous, he says. And just discuss our great salvation and the joy of being saved. But there is more, as a more dangerous matter facing us. He said, there are certain men who have crept into the church. Certain folk who have crept in. And when you see that word crept in, that lets you know they ain't up to no good. Says that they have crept in, and here's the tragic part: they have crept in unawares. 
They've crept up in the church and the church don't even know they're there. Y'all hear me? They, they are among us. And we so busy shouting. We don't even know them. We don't even know that. agenda. let me throw this in. It's easy for apostates to creep into the church if the saints fall asleep. Y'all hear me? It's, it's easy. There ain't nothing to take over church. If the saints are asleep, when the church has grown so complacent and careless about study, about prayer, and about worship, the enemy can easily creep up in here. The reason why I got to point this out, the reason why I got to point this out is because false teachers infiltrated the church and they didn't even see it coming. They were such smooth operators that they didn't even know that they were there. Jude had to write a letter and point out to them about who has crept up in the church. We have a, we have, we've watched we've watched a man, and please know I'm not being political, I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. We watched a man with no evidence of being saved at all. Put a ring in the nose of the Christian church. Are you hearing me? And he's leading them. And they don't even realize or care about the damage that is being done to the body of Christ. Are y'all hearing me? Now, I have a concern. I have a concern. And, and, and if, I, if I'm scared to get up here and say this, y'all need to find me and get somebody else. I have a concern. Have a concern about parts of the body of Christ that are getting with some, but getting jumping in and leading and following in behind somebody that doesn't even profess to know Him. Got a problem with that. Got a problem with that. Jews' concern is not that they exist. They've been there all the time. They've been in the world all the time. But his concern is that now they are creeping into the church. Now the church has began to embrace the craziness that they have on the outside. They, they're, causing, they're causing a great falling away from the church. You may not realize it, my brothers and my sisters, but there's a reason why. There's a reason why so many teenagers are just taking their lives and there's so many, there's a reason why that there are so many who are just walking away and don't want to have anything. So, and especially young folk. They're tired of hearing one message and seeing another message. There's a great falling away. They, yeah, all of this time we've been hearing about how we love Jesus and how Jesus loves us and how we ought to love our fellow man. But then all at once we vote against health care. All this time we've heard about Jesus' love and, and, and how, how much Jesus loves me and how he provides for us. And then we turn around and, and do all that we can to make sure we keep certain folk down. There's a reason why people don't want to hear this message. There's a reason why people are falling away. Church here is under attack. Not from without, but from the inside. Churches 
well fortified to handle the enemy on the outside, but the problem is we don't really know what to do once he's loosed on the inside. Are y'all hearing this? They're causing a great falling away from the church. Verse 20 says, he describes these people, he says they are ungodly folk. Starts that at verse 20. He says they twist God's grace into a license. They, they take the grace of God and twist it into a way to carry out craziness. They'll take the very teachings and the very love and grace of God and twist their doctrine. Yeah, yeah, they take the doctrine and as precious as it is, the doctrine of grace of God and turn it into something that it was never meant to be. A congressman on TV the other day, one of our con- an electric congressman said, we, we have a responsibility. This is a Christian congressman, mind you. He reminded us first that he was a Christian. He says, we have a responsibility as Christians not to feed people who are hungry to keep them from coming dependent. That was a Christian congressman. Somebody who is in a, here's another congressman. Another elected official who says he is a Christian. He says the other day that folk who are diabetic don't deserve health care. Yeah. Some of y'all heard him. Yeah. Folk who are diabetic just eating anything they won't eat. No, they don't deserve. Are y'all hearing me? Now, be clear. Everybody who comes in the church has some kind of an issue. (laughs) Some of y'all looking at me like y'all hearing that for the first time. I say everybody who comes up in here got some kind of an issue. The reason why we keep on coming is because, be honest, there's something wrong with us. And and we know it. And the other folk around, they don't know it. And don't you tell them. They, they don't know it, but, but, but there's a little something wrong with all of us. That's why we keep showing up at God's hospital. We come here Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, and our whole desire is to get well. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, we're just trying to get well enough to go home. You do know we're going home one day. We're just trying to get well enough to go home. That's We keep coming because we have issues. But these people take their issues and they try to twist their issues. They they try to twist their hard hearts and twist the way they are and use it to try to justify in the name of Jesus not feeding the poor. They, 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 they try to justify, yeah, voting against health care. And they'll try to take the word of God and justify. They take God's grace and they twist it into a license. But don't miss this last part. This is how you can always tell them. They deny the only God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me share something. Before you jump behind anybody, before you put yourself under anybody's teaching, before you are influenced by anybody, you need to know what they think about Jesus. 
They see Jesus as anybody other, as anything other than God in the flesh. You need to run. See, anybody who denies the deity of Christ is a false teacher. And no matter how correct they may be on other matters, uh, yeah, and you see, that's the problem with us. We'll say, well, we, 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 we agree on most things. Well, you can agree on most things, but if you don't know who Jesus is, y'all hear me? You better, you better mind who you get behind. Verse 8 says, they're given to sensuous dreams. See, see if somebody, see if, see if there's a picture pop up in your mind. I'm going to tell you, just see if a picture pop. They're given sensuous dreams. They reject both human and divine authority. This is right out of the book. It says they have crept up in church. Get it, get it. Keep, keep reading. See, see what pops in your mind. It says they mock and they curse. That's verse 10. They mock and they curse anything they don't understand. Are y'all hearing me? Anything popping in your mind right here? It says that they are grumblers and they are fault finders. Are y'all hearing me? Anything pop up in your mind right now? Yeah, verse 19 says that they are divisive. They keep folk divided. Are y'all hearing me? It says that they are worldly minded and they are totally devoid of spirit. They'll take to, t- they'll take to Twitter and try to destroy everything. Are y'all hearing me? Try to destroy everybody. Are y'all hearing me? Now, we think it's political. We think it's political. We, 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 we think that that's somebody just trying to take charge of the government. But let me tell you what the whole purpose is. The whole purpose is to cause people to fall away from the body. Of, we can't be fooled. This thing is deeper than political. This thing is that people will lose their faith. This thing is so that people who are trusting God today will turn their backs on him tomorrow. Jude doesn't just point out the problem. Thank God, thank God. He says there's a solution. He says you gotta you gotta persevere. So you gotta hang in there. You gotta keep on keeping on. He says you gotta keep on doing what you are doing. He says here's the solution. He says you gotta build yourself in the most holy faith. Build yourself up. The harder. The devil knocks, the more you need to build yourself up. What does that mean? Well, how do you build yourself? Well, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are y'all hearing me here? If you are going to stand in times like these, uh, you must stand on the word of God. But I'm here today to tell you, you can't stand on it if you don't know it. One of us got a witness up in here. I say you can't stand on it if you don't know it. I've never known a student of the word of God that gets confused over what's right and what's wrong. And I get a little ill. I get a little ill, especially folk who've been saved a long time. When they, remember, I just don't know who to believe. They saying this over there. They saying this over there. I really don't know. Well, believe the Bible. Are y'all hearing me? Well, what business you got wondering what somebody else is thinking? You read the Bible for yourself. You need to know what it is that you stand on. Get all confused about all of the voices around, all kind of voices around us. But you've got to learn how to stand on the word of God for yourself. What if I got a witness here that there is power? There's power in the word of God. 
I wonder if I got one witness in the house. Huh? If you never tried it, you ought to try it. You ought to read the word. Some. That's why I'm encouraged when I show up around here on Wednesdays and I see classes going on all day long because I know that people are, are enabling themselves to stand even in times like this. You see, the word is a sure foundation and without it, men are building on sinking sand. So build yourselves in the faith. But then he gives another instruction. He says, he says and, and don't make more out of this than it, it is. He says, pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, I know that people take that and run, try to make something out of it that it ain't. But, but the, and I don't want you to make more out of it. The truth is, my brothers and sisters, the only way to get a prayer from your lips to the heart of God is through the Holy Spirit. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the aid of the Holy Spirit, you will never be able to get a prayer to the ears of God. So anytime you pray, you must pray, my brothers and sisters, uh, and you must know that the Holy Spirit will catch it when it leaves your mouth. Take it straight into the ear. Are y'all hearing me? If you're praying without the aid of the Holy Ghost, you're just talking to yourself. But then, Jude's last instruction, he, he says, they are in the church, they're in, they're in the church, but, but to the church, he says in, in, the, in the word, he says, I, I want you to stay in the word. I want you to stay on your knees. But then Jude doesn't leave it there. Jude takes it to one more level, he says, because Jude realizes that in times like this, even when you stay in the word, sometimes you grow weary. Jude knows that even if your prayer life is in order and you stay on your knees, sometimes, uh, yeah, you still feel like fanning along the way. But he says, uh, when you've done your study, when you've done your prayer, he said, I got a backup for you. Right here in the book. You say, I got a backup for you. He says, uh, yeah, let me recommend somebody who you can call on the time of trouble. He leaves us a backup here. He says, I want you to open your Bible and read it. I want you to stay on your knees and pray, but I got a backup. To you. Are y'all hearing me? He says, I got a backup plan. He says, I don't want you to trouble yourself. I don't want you to spare when trouble comes. He says, I've talked to you now. Let me commend you to him. Y'all hearing me? He says, I, I've given you my instructions. I've told you as best I can. But he says, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want you to leave here with just my instruction alone. I want to leave you in the hands of somebody who can keep it. And that's when he got out and said, and now under him. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, he's getting ready now. He's getting ready now to close up his letter. But he says, I don't want to close my letter thinking that anything I said is going to keep you alone. He says, uh, I, I, I want to commend you to one who is able. And I wonder if there's anybody in the house to know that there is one. There is one who is able. And my brothers and sisters, uh, that in our church, that in the, the context of church is always something to shout about. Yeah, as a matter of fact, most of our shouting is because we know that we have an able God. Oh, we don't necessarily shout. We don't shout because we got a million dollars in the bank. We don't shout because we own houses and land. We shout because we know that God is able. One of us got one witness in the house that he is. He is able. He's able to make ways out of no way. And now under him. 
who is able. Now unto him who can cut a highway through the middle of the sea. Now unto him. Now unto him who will lock lion's jaws. Now unto him. Now unto him who can take heat out of fire. Now unto him. Now unto him, yes, uh, who can take water out of a rock. Now unto him. Now unto him uh, who will make my enemies stumble and fall. Now unto him. Now unto him that is able uh, to supply all of your needs uh, according to his riches and glory. Now unto him. Now unto him uh, who is the lifter of our heads. Uh, now unto him. Yeah. Now unto him uh, who will dry away all of my tears. Now unto him. Yeah. Now unto him uh, who will help me to bear my heavy load. Uh, now under him. Now under him uh, who will dry away my tears uh, from my weeping eyes. Uh, now under him. Yeah. But it says uh, now under him uh, who will keep you yeah, from falling. Yeah. He is able, uh, I tell you, uh, to keep you from falling. Yeah. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, that God is able uh, to keep me from falling. Uh, I'm glad uh, that he's able uh, to keep me on my feet. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, that's why, yeah, my enemies uh, can't throw me over. Yeah. That's why they can't knock me down uh, is because my God uh, is able uh, to keep me, yeah, uh, he's able uh, to keep me, yeah, uh, from falling, yeah, well, my brothers and my sisters, uh, I hear you right now, yeah, well, Reverend, if he's able to keep me from falling, uh, why is it that I've fallen so many times, yeah, are y'all hearing me, uh, if he's able to keep me from falling, uh, why is it that every now and then, uh, I find myself uh, flat on my face. Yeah. Well, I need to help somebody. Yeah. You see, the fact that he's able to keep me from falling, uh, yeah, that tells me that if, if I fail, uh, he meant for me to fall. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, that means uh, that if I fell down, uh, he's going to take my fall yeah, and he's going to teach me a lesson. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, that means that he's going to take my fall uh, and he makes it better for me. Are y'all hearing me? You do know that all things work together for good for them who love the Lord. Yes, yes, but not only yes, is he able to keep me from falling. This is my part right here. Yes, he is able, get it good now, he is able to present me faultless. Yes. Somebody ought to shout, yeah. He was able uh, to present me faultless, yeah. Now, if you're not shouting right now, yeah, it's because you don't know me, yeah. I've got plenty of faults, yeah. You don't know me, yeah. I've got a lot of shortcomings, uh, but I shout, uh, because even me, yeah, he's able uh, to 
to present me faultless. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? I'll stand before my father. Yeah. And he will present me uh, with no faults. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, how does he do it? Yeah. How in the world? Yeah. Can he take my black sins? Uh, how in the world? Uh, can he take my shortcomings? Uh, how in the world? Uh, can he take me as wretched as I am uh, and present me faultless? Yeah. Glad you asked. Yeah. What uh, can wash away my sin? What uh, can make me uh, whole within? Nothing, nothing, oh yes, nothing but the blood of Jesus. That blood that he shed on Carrie's draws. That blood that he shed for my sin. He died on a cross, laid him in a borrowed tomb. But right early Sunday morning, he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Children of God, hang in there. Oh, it looks tough. It looks tough, but you hang in there. You, you keep on keeping on. We serve an able God. Don't you let anybody fool you. God is still in charge here. Don't you let anybody fool you. Don't you let anybody tell you that leadership has changed. God is still in charge. And I've made up my mind that I'm going to trust him. I made up my mind. I made up my mind that I'm going to trust God. Somehow I've just learned to trust in God. Wherever I find myself, I don't ever feel alone because I, I trust in God. Wherever I may be, upon the land or on the stormy sea, Oh, oh, come what may. Devil, give me your best shot. Oh, come what may. From day to day, my, because my heavenly father, oh, I believe it. I believe it down in my soul. My heavenly father is watching over me. Yeah, yeah, yes. I trust in God.